is joining us from New Orleans where he's working the game let tonight me, let for me ESPN. Let me real quick mention Game of Games is powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Andy, are you in? I am in. He's Andy's in. So here. we don't have Sedano from yeah, New Orleans. No. So, uh, okay. um, Andy's here and uh, Cappy is here. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, well, everybody just be honest. Yeah. You going to watch either one of these playing games no, tonight? No, no, I am not. Definitely I'm going to watch the Dodgers. I'm going to Costco. I'm, go. Go, I'm going to Home Depot. You know, here's weird. I have never been to a Costco. You're kidding me. Oh, my no. gosh. So fun. Okay, Don't it, you have to be a will, member? Yes. You do. But it's not do hard. Do you have to know somebody to no. get into Costco? No, you just go and apply. But I will tell you this. There's an There's an application process to go shop there? <laughs> yeah, you put down your credit card just and then you take your picture. That's and the Jorge. application. Mention Jorge's name and they'll let me right in. Exactly. It's like a speakeasy. Oh, Mace, Mr. Baronis. Mace, let me tell you something. Have a gummy. Mm-hmm. Wait an hour. Yeah. Go to Costco. Mm-hmm. You will have the best time. Mace, it tests every bit. Andy, back me up on this. It tests every bit of your willpower because you will walk by and you will see. I need that. 500 pretzels gotta in a giant it. jar for like 10 bucks. Gotta have and that. And you'll go, 10 bucks for 500 pretzels? I'd eat those and you throw it's them It's the in. grocery equivalent of going to Target. You know how you run into Target right. and you're like, okay, I just need to get two things and you walk out with a full shopping cart? Right. Because that's just what Target you does. Will, yeah. You will walk by and you'll see toilet paper. Right. And you'll see 24 rolls for $10. Mm. And you'll go, that's a great price. I'm well, going to do it. I got to have two of those. And the next thing you know, you don't have enough room in your car right. to get this crap <laughs> or <home>. your house. <laughs> so yeah. my, my mom and not stepdad Leo go to Costco. They have the largest thing of oregano I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's from Costco. And, and you know what? I am going I told them I will inherit they it's more oregano than they will need in their lifetimes. Honestly, if I inherit it, it's more oregano than I need You'll in ever my need. life. That can is, I get that it? Sounds like can Costco. I get it after you? So, sure, you so Cappy, have, <laughs> have you ever heard this have you ever heard this story? So there's a a generic brand called Kirkland. Right. Yeah, that that's is a Walmart brand, that is right? all no, over no, that's, Costco. That's Costco's oh, brand. So ten years ago Titleist, the golf company, sure. mm-hmm. fired the guy who invented the Pro V1 golf ball. Now, the Pro V1 golf ball is the number one golf ball on tour. Mm-hmm. Like most professional golfers use a Titleist Pro V1. The guy who got fired at Titleist was so bitter about his firing right. that he had a friend who worked at Kirkland, and he invented a ball better than than the Pro V1 mm. at Kirkland, and you could buy it. Really? Like a box of Pro V1s cost 50 bucks. Yep. You could buy these for 12 Wow. And the balls were better than the, the Pro V1s. Like Golf Magazine or Golf Digest or something ran a, a full test like with machines, and then they had a pro golfer go out and play, and everybody said, yeah, the Kirkland ball so is Kirkland better. So Kirkland is kind of their generic brand. Yes, that's their so brand. So there was a run on these Kirkland golf balls that golfers were driving into Costco and buying like a hundred boxes at a time, wow. and you couldn't get them anywhere. And finally, Titles uh, sued for patent infringement, shut the thing down. Yeah. But for about two years, you could get a like the best golf ball in the market, the most expensive one normally for a dollar. When you're talking about that Kirkland being generic, uh, NFL Twitter. Whenever Kirk Cousins has a bad game, 
he will be referred to as Kirkland Cousins. <laughs> 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 All right, now, Sid, we do we do have Sedano now from oh, Norris. Hey, so, George, uh, you yes. arrived last night. Did you did you at any point today get a beignet? I did. I went to Cafe Dumont. That a but boy. But I didn't go to the touristy one. I didn't you go went to the, the window, one. the small window on the side that I always go to. No, I went to the one in the Riverwalk Mall. Oh, there uh, you go. have one there now. So it was, and there's literally there was one person in line in front. Did of you get any of the powdered sugar on your clothes? Uh, a little bit, but I'm a, I'm much more of a pro these days. So I'm I'm good at like figuring out how not how like I leaned forward so it wouldn't happen, and then it still happened. I don't understand. Mace, how you had a beignet, happened. right? Oh hell yes! It's uh, basically it's a impossible to eat donut. without getting your yeah, the fry, let me fry add, dough with white powder on your clothes. Yeah, it, it is really impossible. It's one of the things that when you think when you come here, it you assume like you've been here enough that it won't happen to you, and then it happens again. Even though I leaned completely away, like I looked like an idiot, like not trying to get my clothes dirty, and then I still got my clothes dirty with the powdered sugar of the beignet. Shadano, you sound very calm. Where are you right He's now? He's on press row. I'm, I can I'm, tell. I'm, no, no, I'm on the floor. Um, I don't want to be too loud because right. I mean, guys are shooting. Oh, and, sure. You know. But yes, I know. Who's shooting? I used to do a lot of shows from where he is. You yeah. have to, you have to be professional. Who's so shooting right Griffin now? Is is standing right in front of me, chatting with somebody. I saw him earlier. The uh, GM of the New Orleans Pelicans. So mm-hmm. saw him a second ago. And mm-hmm. you're going to be calling out. this here on 710, right? I am. It's going to be on at 6.30, so Cappy and AK are going to be off a little early. That gets and, me to Costco earlier. <laughs> right, and I'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to hear me and Rosgold on Wude call the game here in New Orleans. Oh, that's nice. great. I, I don't know who's going to win this game. I'm picking the Pelicans, George, but OKC, because yeah. I love Shea Gilgis-Alexander, could, could right. do kind of what Atlanta did yesterday and just shock the world kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, they've played four games. All of them have been very tight. And the Pelicans have won three of those, but again, all of them within just a couple of baskets. I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the hardest scorer in this game to contain, but New Orleans has more scores to keep track of. Like, Correct. More guys Correct. to be accountable for. Yeah, I mean, listen, B.I. was, I mean, he had, what did he have, 42, I guess, the other day on Sunday against Minnesota? I mean, he's been incredible. And then obviously C.J. is a professional scorer. Um, and Trey Murphy Trey, I was going to say has been really good for this team, man. He is he I mean second year player, but really now grown into his own here at this point for them. So, so but look, uh, I mean without Zion, they're they're not the same team. Like they can win this game and maybe they could be competitive in a series. I just find it hard to believe that they could they could win beyond that without Zion being available. So Shadana, we were uh let's see, Kathy was at the game. I, I think pretty much everybody here was at the game. Uh, I stay I was there wait, uh, also wait. I also got pictures of Ireland canoodling with Coach Dave Miller. Yes, we something? made up. They made I, not up. canoodling. It looked like a. It looked like the same way you gave Mason a kiss at the pickleball. It was exactly it, the it same. It was shot. exactly. So maybe Wait, maybe Coach fact, Miller was trying to pick you up, John Ireland. As a, as a matter of fact, I just got a text message from yeah. Coach Dave Miller and says you are the only one at the station that knows basketball! Exclamation point. Thank goodness you made Super Crosstalk. And then he sent me all the pictures of you and I. Uh, Wait a minute. Him in Ireland. Hugging and Wait kissing. A Wait a minute. I have a text from Dave Miller today, and it says exactly the same thing about me. <laughs> I have a text from Dave Miller. That, that says ain't right. I have a text from Steve Hartman who wants to kick Steve Mason's ass. Oh, uh, you do I not. I might take Mason in that battle. You do, you do not have a text from Steve Hartman saying. Steve Hartman sent me a text saying Mason's the only one who doesn't know basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. No, have you actually heard from uh, Steve Hartman, my I mortal swear, enemy? I swear to you that I spoke to Steve Hartman yesterday 
and I am going to do for you, Steve Mason, what was done for John Ireland and Coach Miller. I'm going to broker a love a connection piece? here. Yes. Broker a piece. That's right. How, are, how do you intend to do that? I intend to do it by inviting Steve Hartman to be part of Super Crosstalk. Uh, well, no one else will be able to get a word in edgewise. Yeah, I mean, seriously. But you should do it on a day. Everybody. He'll think he knows everything. Mm. You should do it on a day where Michael's there, right? And have almost like a little bit of a loose cannons reunion. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Do that. Good idea, George. Okay, if that happens, Solid. you got to let VTB call in. I mean, oh, like at, at that point, you they, well, need first to of make all, that happen. They would, they over there would never let that happen. You don't think? Well, he yeah. doesn't. Hartman doesn't work there anymore. We won't no, be able to say about, no, about VTB. Vic the does VTB work yeah. there? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You know what? Yes. VTB can go rogue. Yeah, like who's going to tell VTB that he can't do that? Give me one haiku. Just one haiku. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want from VTB. Mace. <laughs> I love Vic. So, what do you think last night? I, uh, by the way, Sedano, I was there for uh, uh, a half and a yeah. Half why did a you quarter. leave though? But why? Here, can I just say one thing? Wait, yeah. Mason We're, left? Yeah, yeah. Wait, listen. Of here's course the deal. He left. Here's the deal. Let me set the scene. Yeah. So Mason and I are in the seven ten suite, which yep. again, I'm going to tell everybody: if you ever get an invitation to it, it's the suite to be in. It is high. in all of crypto. Yeah. So Mason and I are about to leave at halftime, and we're going to go up and say hello to everybody up at Hyde. Yes. Right? And we, we get caught up in a conversation, and it's going swimmingly. And the next thing you know, halftime's over, and I say to Mace, hey, it looks like we, we missed our window to go say hello to everybody up at Hyde. Yes. So I sat down with the legendary Mike Bone and his son Brandon Bone, yep. and I was hanging out with the Bonies, okay? Well, and I, I I hung out the the entire second quarter with the Bonies. You sure did. You sure Great did. Now, do God. either of you call him what Keyshawn calls him, which is Bonehead? No, we do not. Okay. If you met him, you would not call him Bonehead. No way, dude. Boney's the man. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. And by the way, I you know you know what would sound really good on Saturdays here. USC football? football, yeah, football. yeah, yeah I would agree. I'm talking about. Yep. Do you want to do the pregame again? Is that oh, what happened? Hell yeah! In fact, I said, you know, I did the pregame for eight years for USC, and he said, "Yeah, would you like to do it again?" Yeah. There you go. They probably don't even have one now. Uh, ours was like I, three I was hours the, long. I was well, the last. I, I will say guy. this, John. I I did a USC game for ESPN Radio last year. They played Arizona State, and was that I in the Clay the- Helton era? No, no, this was last season. Okay, Lincoln with, with Lincoln season. Riley. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was the most recent game I did was last year against Arizona State at the Coliseum. And I was, you know, they had the uh, the station that they're on, on. And, you know, it's a news talk station. So on the weekends, there's a lot of infomercials. Yes. And literally, it went from infomercial to their programming. And I was just like, it was like stunning. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't realize... <laughs> that, that what what was running was an actual infomercial prior to their program. George, so, would you yeah. like to do the play-by-play for oh. USC football well, on seven? Well, wait a minute, wait they a minute. How do you do? How do you do? They have a person that does that. Yes, so. I Pete Arbogast is not stepping down from the USC football uh, play-by-play just, job. Asking, Trust George, me on that. You uh, think you're going to replace Pete Arbogast? I'm no, I'm not. Accurate. I'm not. I don't know that what Cappy's even doing. That is not accurate. I'm asking if you'd like to do it because Mason feud going on. Mason made no bones last night <laughs> mason made no bones last night in talking to mike bone <laughs> uh that he would like to do the pregame again yeah thank I you ba- i went back in mason, mason. yeah yes Three. wow that uh, was a great no. time no 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 so uh yeah anyway last night and i also uh i mean there were a lot of people i met uh glenn becerra who's a great guy works the la metro i mean there were a lot of people hopping in there 
uh, people that uh, you know we're working with and and teammates and partners. We have teammates and partners here now. Hey, so did it, did it make sense to anybody that USC football hired Cliff Kingsbury this week when their yes. offense is great totally and their defense stinks? Your offense can always get better. Not that offense. Yeah, that that offense, offense was the best offense in the country. No, you bring, and bring Andy. Why not spend the money on a defensive guy? Who says you can't? Them. They haven't hired any defensive well, guys. They're bringing back the same guy what, who did it last mo- year. What month are we in right now? I don't know. I was talking to Mike last night. He thinks the defense is going to be much better. I, you know, he said the same thing. Based to me. on what? Uh, based it's the on same his, coaches. Based on his scouting. <laughs> based on on Mike Bone scout and based on some talent. Apparently, they got through the uh, transfer. Program. That would help. Yeah. That definitely. What do you think help. of the game last night, Shadano? I was watching it. I saw the whole thing on my flight um, from LAX to uh, New Orleans, and I was terrified for a little while. I Me was too. Like, oh boy, here we go. Um, and then, I mean, you could see Minnesota ran out of gas in a lot of ways, and and understandably so. And look, I thought the fourth quarter was literally. The worst fourth quarter I've ever seen. Two yeah. legitimate. It was brutal. There was about play. a six-minute stretch, George, where there were no field goals for either team. Well, how oh, about the John, last two minutes? It it set back basketball twenty-five years. <laughs> as long as we win, I'm okay with it. Yep, you say that again. Yeah. Oh no, no, I agree. Listen, you don't have to apologize for winning. But when I was watching it, when Mace asked what my reaction was in real time, was holy crap! This is this is terrible? Is this the NBA? Yeah, yeah, right. It, it felt like I was watching the G League. Or, By the way, or did like you guys just game. see who predicted the Lakers will beat the Grizzlies? This surprises me that he went on the record. No, Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond that sh- Green. That should not surprise you in the slightest. Right. Not at all. Why? Because Hunting. he has he has a feud with the Grizzlies. Oh. That's right. Ah. Okay. That's right. right. He's never going to give those guys credit. For anything, I don't even know if he believes it right. or not. Don't you remember a couple weeks ago the whole thing with him and was it Dylan Brooks? Yeah, it's Dylan Brooks. Well, they're yeah. mad at Dylan. Didn't Dylan Brooks take out Gary Payton last year, or was that two years ago? I mean, you're going to have to be more specific with Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but there was this whole thing where Draymond was saying, you know, hey, Dylan Brooks, you're talking about me, but then again, you know, if I was a champion this many times and if I had all these defensive yeah. right, accolades right. and so on, you know, I'd be talking about me too. It would be more surprising if Draymond Green didn't predict the Lakers in this series. That would be the shocking thing. It would be, it almost, how fun would it be to have Lakers-Warriors second round? But that would be a, Sinano, that'd be a six versus a seven. The two and the three would have to lose. If there was ever a year, this is probably the oh, year. I, I think it's very possible. Like, I, I, I think the Lakers can, I've said this, I think the Lakers can beat Memphis, that Memphis is the best first round opponent the Lakers could get coming out of the play-in. And then I think that, that the Warriors will beat Sacramento. We'll see. Yeah, George, here's my, my most recent New Orleans story. So, well, it's, it's actually from a couple of years ago. Uh, we're walking down oh, Bourbon. Is this the, when you when you pretended to, like, stick me up uh, as I was walking down the street? No, no, that no. But that, but that same general area, I think I, I saw you on Canal Street. Yes. The um, We're walking down Bourbon Street, and Mark Shaw, the TV producer of the Lakers, there's about six or seven of us, goes, look at where we're walking. Look at this street. There is vomit. Yep. There is horse poop. Filth. Mm. There is. There's there's filthy. Sp- there are spilled over hurricanes or people lying passed out in the street. <laughs> yep. This mm-hmm. might be the dirtiest street in America. Mm-hmm. Think about what's on the bottom of your shoes. I'd give mm-hmm. anybody here $100 if they licked the bottom of their oh, shoe right now. $100? And I was... $100? I mean, guys, come on. I was three hurricanes in. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I had a pair of loafers on. Oh, 
in in a span of I don't know. It took less than two seconds. I took my loafer off, licked the bottom of my shoe, put the loafer oh, back on, gargled yeah. gargled with a hurricane, oh. which has four <laughs> different kinds of rum and grenadine, and yeah. spit it out. And Mark Shock handed me a hundred dollars. He was in shock. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Handed me, As he should be handed me a hundred dollars. Well, I never swallowed after I licked it. I just rinsed with the hurricane wow, and spit it out. <laughs> so you didn't that's swallow, you spit it out. But here's how this story, yes. John Ireland does, just wanted to make sure I understood that. Yeah. Nope, doesn't swallow, spits it out. Yes, sir. Here's the, here's the sad part of the story. George, I walked right to Harris. <laughs> yep. I lost that $100 in 10 minutes. Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. So I, I got to say, you know, the thing about John Ireland is this. We all tease him. Oh, he lives in this nice house in this gated community. Blah, gated blah, blah, blah. All those things are true. But, but the guy, he has an understanding of the value of a dollar. He For a hundred bucks, he I'll jumped do, in a pool yeah, with his clothes anything on. For yeah, for a hundred bucks, he licked the bottom of his shoe that had Bourbon Street urine all over it. I mean, the, oh, the I guy. The, urine. the guy that's loves hundred dollars. That, that's how he made his empire, though. Yeah. Just a hundred bucks at a time. Hundred bucks at a time. <laughs> so, did I tell you the one I did on, on uh, in this year when uh, Michael and I were in Phoenix? No, no. So, right, last one, because I know you guys got to do your show. But so I mean, there, you could stick around. Yeah, we don't mind. There are two girls, <laughs> attractive. My young, hourly's the same either way. So you guys know how courtside seats are jammed really close together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's two young girls sitting courtside like an hour before the game Mm -hmm. and each one of them have their knees turned towards the other one so there is a girl in like let's say seat one and a girl in seat three but they're both sitting with their knees turned towards each other so seat two is kind of blocked and there are no other people in the whole row there's like 40 empty seats yeah (laughs) so michael walks up to me and he goes ireland if you go over and sit down in seat two, right in between those two girls, and don't say a word for 60 seconds. You can't explain what you're doing. You can't talk to either one of them. You're just going to go cram yourself in between the two of them and sit there for 60 seconds. I'll give you 100 bucks. So I walk over. I go, can I say excuse me? Can I say, can I sit there? He goes, no, you cannot say a word. So I walk over, and I'm like, Charlie Chaplin. I look at the one on the left and the right, and I, I do like a parting of the seas with my hands. And they both do their knees, and I sit down. It was so awkward. And finally, after about 10 seconds, one of these girls goes, what are you doing? There's like 30 empty seats next to you on either side. And I just hold up one finger. Yes, that's the move. And one she, finger. she looks at me, and she looks around, and she goes, this has to be a dare. Yeah. And I, I can't nod. I can't confirm it. I can't do anything. I sat there for 60 seconds. Michael gave me 100 bucks. <laughs> hey, the, the, these these challenges that you guys have with each other are ridiculous. It's, they are ridiculous. It's, but I'm way, I'm way ahead. And that yeah. is how John ended up in a gated Wait, community. Can I the, one, the one about you jumping in the pool that you texted me was insane to me. Yeah, that was well, here's what shoes made, on. George, here's what made that one worse. That hotel... Is the right. is, is a five star hotel in Houston, super right. nice, super ritzy. Mm-hmm. At night, that pool is closed because they have a formal dining restaurant on both sides of the pool. So that's the atmosphere. You're dining next to the pool. <laughs> and I and Michael goes, if you jump in there, I said, can I give you my phone and my wallet? He said, yes, but you have to keep everything else on, including your <laughs> shoes and your belt. And I said, okay. And I jumped in. And then the manager of the hotel got really mad. He goes, oh, yeah, (laughs) really? And then when I told him what happened, he started laughing and goes, okay, I would have done it too. And he gave me a towel and I went up to my What type of jump? Was it a dive? No, I just walked. I'll show you the video. I just walked right in. What happened to those shoes and the belt? 
I took him straight to housekeeping and told him to throw him in a dryer for an hour, gave him 10 bucks, and my clothes were dry by 11 o'clock. Really? So shoes still good? 90. Yeah, I have them on right now. Right. No, you're kidding. I have those shoes on right now. Wow. So you're 90 up and your shoes still work? Yep. Good for you, man. Probably cost that hotel more than 100 bucks to fix the dryer after your shoes were in there. Yeah. No, those industrial it. strength dryers, pretty much. Think about what hotels do. That's true. Yeah. So, Shadano, how long are you hanging out today? I, I will be on for the first hour Excellent. today. I'm done at, at 5 o'clock. I got to roll because I got to start talking to coaches at 5 o'clock. Well, have a, uh, have a great call tonight. And, uh, we'll- Sedano, Brandon Ingram goes off uh, New Orleans by 8. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I, I, again, like he's just been in such a zone right now that like I, I think he they don't really have anyone. Uh, I know Dort will probably match up against yeah, him. Yeah, try. They, they don't have a lot of guys size-wise that can match up with him on the perimeter. All right, uh, so don't forget 6.30 tonight. You can oh, hear and, and by the Shinano. way, John, I, I, I will go through what you went through multiple times, which is the Jalen Williams conundrum. So there's that. Oh, that's right. Oh. This is the first time you've had it? Multiple Jalens. Yes. Have you decided what you're going to do? Are you just uh, going to well, do what I did and say Jalen Williams every time one of them has yeah, the ball? I'm just going to say Williams to Williams. Yeah, yeah that's there you go. the way it works. Yeah, you, Williams, aren't, you aren't Williams technically wrong. Williams at the go. top of the key to the yep. corner to Williams. Williams for three. Splash. Jalen Williams Splash. to Jalen Williams. Lay it up and yeah, in. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next for you, we got uh, lots of stupidity plus uh, Shinano getting ready for the big call of the game. It is Cappy. It is AK, and it is Shadano. We're back tomorrow at 1. Se- oh, Super Crosstalk is brought to you by our friends at Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah come on bam 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 come on george right from courtside yeah come on hey andy that's good man i like your solo dude try it again here we go Bing, bam, bam. <laughs> by the way have you guys seen the circle of, of trust right now wait say it again george sedano have you seen the, the circle of trust right now? No. What's going on? So there's a picture James uh, tweeted in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust. And you can also become part of the Sedano and Cap circle of trust. AK's in there. Yeah. Uh, the Cam brothers are in there. I love the uh, circle. Many, peop- many people are in there. And you can join us by going to the Twitters. Going to the Twitters <laughs> on your phone. and then Multiple uh, Twitters. Yeah. And then 
Go into the community section to type in Sedano and Cap, and you'll find us there. So James wrote, he has a picture of Pepe Mantilla, and then he wrote, not the same story. Um, and it's because of Ireland, apparently, told that story multiple times. Royce Tony, our friend, who is a uh, director and producer of uh, a 30 for 30, Run Ricky Run. He's a big listener to the show. Uh, he says, Ireland p- plays his greatest hits. The Mandy for most repeated stories goes to dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. There's some other things the that have been said funny. here. I had never heard the. Uh, I never heard. I didn't know the background to the the pool story. He just sent me the video. Yeah, yeah. Everything with him is like this. This wager. I'll give you a hundred dollars to do this. I'll get. And, and I gotta say, like I'm usually the guy who'd be like, you know, a couple hundred bucks more and I'm in. But Ireland will do anything for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, it's true. And how about your boy Mason last night? Just freaking left me, dude. I can't believe that. I thought he was going to stay the whole game with you. Now, tell me real quick. I mean, when I mean quick, I mean, like, quickly. Like, what, what was the night like with him? Did you go to hide? What did you do? Did you we, bring it in with your guy? We did not. We went to the seven ten suite. Well, first of all, let me start off with this. You ready? Yeah. On the floor pregame, who did I see and who did I hug it out with? You know Car- who. Darvin Ham. No, no, no. Oh, Kevin Harlan. You sent yes. me the picture, right? Yes. yes. How was Kev? Kevin Harlan was great. Kevin Harlan loves us. Kevin Harlan wants to come on the show. Tell him to come oh, on. The, the whole deal. So yeah. uh, spent time with Kev, and then we mm-hmm. went to the 710 suite, and uh, Mason was like, hey, I got to meet Boney. So I'm like, come on over. So I introduced Boney to, to Mason, told him what a huge fan he was. They sat down. They broed out, canoodled, to use your word, right? And then at halftime, when I'm about to go with Mason up to Hyde, we're like, you know what? We kind of lost our, our window because we were talking to people. I go sit down with the Bonies to watch the second half. Mason, gone. Just gone, George. Now, I'm not the kind of guy that stays till the very end of a game, certainly not a regular season game. But last night, given the circumstances, I mean, you had to stay till the end, didn't you? Of Mason course. missed a lot. Mason missed a lot. He missed. Well, what was his reasoning for leaving? He, he, he Irish goodbye I don't know. I mean, I had to drive to south-south L.A. And you drove Christopher. I drove Christopher right to the train station in Anaheim, mm-hmm. right outside the house that Shohei built, you know? And, uh, and then I drove home. I was in bed, butt naked, 1158. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, AK. It's got to happen before midnight, though? I was trying. I was trying to get home before midnight, you know? So, George, I... Mean, you I made it. I did. I got to say, man, um, what an incredible finish. I, I'm not going to say, hey, guys, what a great game. I mean, it was no, a very exciting game. Yeah, but it was a terrible fourth quarter. By what happened? What, 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 I, mean, I mean, what happened was just playoff basketball sometimes happens where you just people clam up, people get tired. I mean, the, the T-Wolves had at least an excuse of, like, they had a bunch of guys missing, and you could just tell that – Guys were gassed. Like Mike Conley, <laughs> poor Mike Conley. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he he played that much in a in a game that mattered uh, in a, in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, obviously, as we expected, was going to get into some foul trouble. Now it took a minute to get there, but once he did, he acquired a bunch of them quickly. Dude, but- I got so frustrated during this game because there were a few instances where Carl Anthony Towns was sitting on a problematic count of fouls, and the Lakers were not going at him like he actually did more to put himself into foul trouble with offensive fouls than the Lakers actually going at him I'm like he is their entire back line of defense like in terms of big guys right and and they're not capitalizing on it and that felt like a microcosm of 
all of the, frankly, dumb things the Lakers were doing for well, a lot of this game. And, and not only that, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know Minnesota's complaining about, like, the, the fouls and all that. I heard Chris Finch after the game do that. And, I mean, I yes, I guess. I mean, he's not technically wrong that they shot a lot more free throws. But if you watched the, the last, I want to say the last 16 shots the Timberwolves took, okay, in the, all of them in the fourth quarter. Only two of them were in the paint. <laughs> I, 11 of them were three. I heard so a great you... stat today on the Hoop Collective. I, I believe it was on the Hoop Collective. The last eight minutes of regulation, the Timberwolves had one shot that was closer than 22 feet. Right. One shot. In the entire quarter, they only shot two shots in the paint. So, like, what are you complaining about uh, about fouls when you're not – you're not putting pressure on the defense. You're not putting pressure on the officials to make a call in that damn situation. Well, and the other part of it is this. So, look, you know, they go into the fourth quarter and they've got a lead. And, and the Lakers had cut it to a one, uh, you know, to single digits. But, I mean, if you start to really go into where this game started to turn, um, there were plenty of opportunities for Minnesota who earlier in the game seemed like they couldn't miss. They just could not knock down a shot in the fourth quarter, and they had plenty of opportunities to do so. And then when LeBron tied the game, you re- you guys realize that nobody scored from the time LeBron tied the game to the time Schroeder hit that shot with 1.4 to go. Nobody scored in between no, those two minutes. Yep. yep. So, listen, if I'm Minnesota, I, I would not be complaining about the officiating because let me tell you something. The Laker fans thought the officiating sucked. In fact, it was so bad that the crowd somehow, miraculously, was able to somehow put together a chant of, ref, you suck, ref, you suck. I actually thought it was coming through the loudspeaker. I thought that it was actually part of the, the, the whole like game, in-game entertainment. Like, get Is that the, the first time you've heard that? Because that's, like nor- that's like a staple at most NBA arenas these days. I, I actually <laughs> thought it came through, not through the fans. I thought it was something that they were playing, like, defense, boom. Boom. So piping Defense. it in. I thought they were piping in, ref, you suck. Ref, you suck. Yeah. So the Laker the fans like thought that. they sucked too. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the, the team could not pipe through ref, you suck. I, well, I would, I I would imagine there'd be a call from the league in that scenario. Well, yeah, but the, the call, though, will only come after the game. And it's not like they're right. going to say you can't play in game one of the first round of the playoffs. So at worst, you just get fined. <laughs> so it might actually be worth the risk. <laughs> What are they going to do? (laughs) Considering that there's a game ops person from the NBA at every arena, particularly during the playoffs, uh, I would imagine that wouldn't have lasted. Did that guy grow up in L.A.? Probably not. That guy might have mm. thought the ref sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Just totally unbiased opinion. Right. These guys are a bunch of clowns. Seems fair to me. So I don't want to hear about Minnesota complaining about the officiating. The Laker fans had plenty of complaints about the officiating as well. Yeah. Now, Cappy... Yeah. Um, so Mason left, and mm-hmm. he didn't. Irish goodbye. Like so, he didn't. He didn't. You didn't know he was gone. He no, was as a gone, matter of fact, matter of fact, you know, I was so entranced in the ongoing fandom of me and Mike and Brandon Bone, and we were cheering and we were invested in the game and we were you know shouting like our kids were playing, and then I I got up late in the game as we we're going overtime and went, "Where's Mace?" I mean, how do you leave that game? I leave a lot of games early. I left the LeBron breaking the record game after the celebration, but it was the right. third quarter. Right. I mean, you don't leave a game like that last night. No, I, I, I don't either. But, you know, Steve Mason is, you know, he walks to his own beat, man. I mean, look, if Mace's reason for leaving that game was just this game is gross, I've had enough of this game, 
Like it's yeah. really unpleasant to watch. I'd maybe allow that because I mean this really was a disgusting game. It really was terrible. Uh, it was right, disgusting. It yeah. was. I mean, George, you said it before. This game set back basketball twenty five <laughs> years easily. There's no question about it. Hey, all right, coming up next, let's get into this. All right, so they win, they advance. Now they're taking on Memphis. Where are we on that? What is your confidence level on all that stuff? Um, so we'll get into all that coming up in just a sec. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We got a rock. Around the clock tonight. Help! Yeah. Yeah. What does this song remind you of? The first thing that comes to your head. Happy Days. Yes, me too. 100%. Yeah. Arnold's. Oh, yeah. Right? The Fonz. Remember there were two Arnold's? Yeah, there were two different Arnold's. No, no was well, there was Arnold. Arnold, there was, Arnold there was owned. Arnold and then there was Al, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. Al took Arnold it over. Wa- Arnold was... Pat um, Morita. Pat Morita, right. Yeah. Arnold and who was, was Al? Pat Morita. And then Big Al was another guy. Oh, he was like a, a frumpier, older white guy. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, I yeah. keep trying to remember what I think his name was Al Molinero. Yes. I think that You're was there. his name. You're right there, AK. You're right there. Like Al a, Molinero. I am a treasure trove of useless information. Hey, listen, that was very useful. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. And Chris right. taking and no, a shot. No, it was at not. Me. It, you were close. What is it? Sort of. Al what? It's Al Del Vecchio. Oh, Del Wait, Vecchio. Uh, well, no, no. no. Al Del Vecchio is the character's name. I thought the actual actor's name was Al Molinero. Oh, no, no, no. Right, you are. Al Molinero. Oh, right. Oh, okay, guy. there you go. See I that? didn't see that. 
That is yeah. so useful. Don't say <laughs> yeah. useless. That's useful. You've just yeah. added tremendous value to today's broadcast. So AK. Al Molinero was the actor, and Al, he played Al Del Vecchio, Big Al. <laughs> right. Yes, he did. Was that Pinky Tuscadero's uncle? Uh, his, uh, no, she was not related to Pinky Tuscadero, I don't okay. believe. Do you remember Pinky's Pinky sister? Uh, no. Who was that? Pinky's Joan sister Jet? was uh, Leather Tuscadero. Oh, Leather Tuscadero. Really? Yeah. All right. You know, you had Arthur Fonzarelli, Chachi, mm -hmm. Joni. I mean, listen, I hear and that song. And then you song. had Joni Loves Chachi. Right. I hear that song, Rock Around the Clock. I think Happy Days. Fonzie he hooked up with both Tuscadero. Wow, good for you. I would assume Fonzie hooked up with both Tuscaderos. Yeah, yeah, Pinky exactly. for sure. We know that. I mean, Pinky was his girl, right? I Pinky think Leather Tuscadero. was his girl, too, for a while. Was really? Leather his girl, too? Yeah. Fonzie dated sisters? Good for Fonzie. Googling. Was Leather, was leather the one that, or no, no, was, was, which one was the one that would hit her jeans? And, like, and that, was, that was Leather. Oh, okay. Leather, leather. was the musician, right. She was okay. played by an actress named Susie Quattro. <laughs> yes, George, you're right. <laughs> George, I feel like I should be standing up right now because I hear oh, the Star Spangled Banner. rehearsing the national anthem, yeah. yes. The Star Spangled Banner behind you, which just reminds me really quickly, guys. Yeah. The first half of last night's Laker game was so bad, meaning the Lakers found themselves down by 11 points at halftime, that the halftime entertainment prior to the fourth quarter was the most interesting part of the entire evening. You guys have no idea what you missed at halftime. You know that uh, lady that used to do the saucers? What, what's her name? Red Panda. The Red, Red Panda. Panda, yeah. Was she there? Was, she was not there. No. Some guy last night just oh, the one chair up, guy. Just one up the Red Panda by like 20 times. Some guy standing on skateboards on some kind of a platform, uh, balancing as, as different things are going in opposite directions, I, and then juggling swords. I swear to you guys, you've never seen anything like I what happened I don't know. Is he any time. better than the, the amazing Slotic? I mean, that guy, the chair guy. I mean, I, I, I'm terrified every time. I feel like he's going to fall. Yeah, I felt like I was kind of rooting for this guy to fall last night mm. <laughs> in a weird way. You yeah. know? I was like, come on, um, there's no way. So... Where are we on confidence meter on the Lakers right now, heading into this Memphis series? Mm. This is going to sound meter. this is going to sound like it's a hedge, but I think it's actually the answer. Let me see on Sunday after they've rested for four days, because they've had a brutal schedule for like the last couple weeks, and they have looked dead ass tired. They've also though had an inability to put away a lot of lesser teams which has been a little bit concerning. But again, they've been tired, and they look tired against Minnesota. Let me see them with four days rest. I think you're going to learn a lot in that Sunday game. I still think they're a legit roster. I still think they're a legit team. So I like where you're coming from, AK. You're coming from like a logical perspective of give them a little bit of rest. Damn good thing they won that game last night. Let's see what they look like on Sunday, and that'll give you a preview into what you think is going to happen in this series. Yep. Going Listen, into go well, ahead, just, just going into last night, I thought the Lakers were going to annihilate Minnesota. And Minnesota looked like the hungrier team in the first half, and the Lakers in the fourth quarter just chipped away, played solid defense, got kind of lucky that Minnesota fell apart, couldn't shoot, uh Cat had five fouls, etc. And and they just grinded out that win. I mean, they tried to screw it up till the very end with Anthony Davis's brain fart, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Well, so, going LeBron, in, I so, so going in, George, I was very, very confident. 
today. Why, let me ask you a question. Why yeah. have you paused twice and allowed me to try to jump in here? Because I'm trying to like lower the volume so yeah. it doesn't. Uh, I'm hitting the cough button. Yeah. Uh, for you know, so that way you don't hear the ambient noise in the background of this right. young lady performing the national anthem as right. she practices. Yeah. And you've you. I've you paused twice. So yeah, I'm you trying know, to jump well, in for for dramatic effect, George. That's I mean, all. I get it, but you know, I mean, you that's know, all. Wrap all I'm it up saying, there. Don't let I'm us bring out the. You ready? Don't let us bring out the vaudevillian oh, cane here. Okay, I'll finish it up with this. Confident going in last night. Yeah. A whole lot less confident coming out of last night. Really? Yeah. O- o- over one game. Yeah, because you know what? I think I've That's been how convi- easily shaken you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a total emotional wreck. Oh, yeah, you're like, I'm high, I'm low. You know, it's I mean, you know, you know, I mean a, th- this is what playoff basketball is. Yeah, you have I'm on a roller coaster. games. Yeah, you I'm know, on the right? roller coaster, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's what it is, though. Like, you, they could absolutely have a mi- that miserable game they just had against uh, Minnesota and come out and light Memphis on fire. Could, or they could come out, get smoked in game one. And you're like, oh, see, they didn't look good. They just barely got by Minnesota. Minnesota had all these guys out. Minnesota had foul trouble. Minnesota couldn't hit a shot late. You know, the Lakers couldn't inbound the ball. Lakers kept trying to turn the ball over. It was like nobody wanted to win this game. Could the Lakers come out and smoke Memphis? Maybe. Might Memphis smoke (laughs) these guys? And then what will we say after that? I'm just saying going in, I'm less confident than I was pregame last night. Okay, here's what I'll tell you is that – what we're going to have to learn here for you, Cappy, yeah. is that in the NBA playoffs particularly, okay, and AK, you, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but you're going to need some patience, okay? You're going to need to be able to keep it together because just th- there is no such thing as momentum from game to game, I, I think, in sports in general, but I would say definitively in the NBA playoffs because you can see teams. I mean, look, if there's an example of that, we saw last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat literally blew each other out every game. Um, except for the last one, and it came down to one missed shot. So what I'm trying to tell you is what happened in the previous game means absolutely nothing when it comes to the next game, particularly in a next game with another team in a completely different series. I understand, and I appreciate you trying to manage my emotions, George. You know, I mean, I really do appreciate that. But um, you got to keep it together, Kevin. Hey, George, I've been convincing myself here for weeks that the Lakers are actually going to win the Western Conference and go play in the NBA Finals. And maybe what I've been doing is looking at the last, you know, 10 games or so, or certainly the games after LeBron came back, and I'm, I'm not thinking about teams who they were playing, teams that were resting certain players, teams that weren't very good, and I'm thinking, I, I think I've convinced myself that the Lakers are much better than they are, and then they put out that performance last night. I mean, like, Drek, Okay. Like real Drexia. You understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. I know you understand. It was bad. I mean, it was sure. look, they played a lot of that game. They they were not they were not executing on either side of the ball. They I think they got frustrated early on because they were attacking the rim and missing a lot of shots from point blank, missing putbacks. And those are the things that they're used to hitting. And then you got Minnesota just bombing yep. and hitting everything. I think it put him on tilt for a little while until really about halfway through the third quarter or so. I think it took them a while to get even sort of get their bearings in this game. I think the Lakers got uh, – they were fortunate last night that a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who has such a miserable game, is only outdone by a guy like Anthony Edwards, who goes 0 for 9 last night from three-point range and 3 Wasn't for 17. 3 of 19? 
Overall, three, three of 17. Three of 17. Yeah. 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 So 0 of 9 from three-point range. Except it's the second game in a row, though, they've done that to Anthony Edwards. Like, they have defended him really well. Like, it's twice in two weeks. So that's not a fluke. Um, um, yeah, but 3 of 17 is not He was four. He was 4 of 16 the last game. Yeah. See how much better four of sixteen is than three of seventeen. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Do you, do you think that's just the Lakers doing that? To I, I think they've got a lot I, of wing guys that they can throw at Anthony Edwards. I mean, listen. I think Vanderbilt did a great job. I, I also think that sometimes you just have bad games. And he's well, also coming off. Isn't he coming off a bit of an injury? His shoulders seem to be hurting, and they they put that yeah. uh, medical tape on it, whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. You ever put that stuff on? No. I wonder if that stuff actually works. Let's try it. You want to just put it on? Yeah, let's put it on each other. Hold on. Laura says it sucks. Why does it suck? Like that medical tape thing. First of all, if you don't put it on right, when you take it off, it can like really hurt your skin because I used Mm -hmm. to do it for my knee. Yeah. Yeah. And I stopped like for my knee because, you know, I have knee problems. So my mom's like, oh, try this, you know, whatever. The doctor said it's better than the brace. So there I go. And then when I pulled it, I was like, never again. What does it feel like when it's on you? So it's supposed to, at least for my knee, it like helped compress and tighten everything. So it's supposed to like adjust for, because I have like a meniscus tear and stuff. Um, so it doesn't feel like tape. Like, you know, like the, or like when you have a band-aid, it doesn't feel like that, but it just feels like tight. Hmm. But yeah, I don't suggest it, but I know certain people love it. I just probably took it off wrong. Yeah. And it burned badly. So. so wait, so you're not saying that it didn't work well for your knee. You're no. saying that the taking it off was yes. really a problem. Yes. And if you don't apply it correctly either, then it mm. doesn't work. Because you uh. have to know where exactly you need, like, the compression and all that stuff for it to work. So you mm. can't just, like, wrap it around or whatever. Like, you need to know exactly where it needs to go to actually help what you need it to help. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that's thanks for the update, Lord. Yes, yeah. that's very go. important. Well, certainly didn't help Anthony Edwards last night. Right, no. did not. Sports Absolutely. Team. Great point. Fire his trainer. Um, I don't know. So coming up next, there are a couple of NBA players already weighing in on this Lakers-Memphis series. We'll get into that in just a second. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I mean, Cappy, come on. I thought you'd be all into this song. No, I'm not into this song at all. In fact, is this new music? Is this a brand new one? Is this, is, is this a junt that just dropped or what? A junt. I have never heard this song. Yeah, see? AK well, Andy's Brando. also now Andy's also in the, in the I'm old category. Self-admittedly last week to me. Yeah. 
nothing can make you feel older at times than music. Like, especially if you're somebody who's really into music, music right. can make you feel seriously old. Well, this is brand oh. new music right here. No question. This is a brand new junt. It's not, but okay. Yeah. Andy, have you uh, incorporated the word junt into your... Uh... <laughs> How does one define a junt? Um, it's kind of just something that you use, like, for, like, you just use it for anything now. Like, so, you know, if they say, hey, I'm going to drop that joint, that's like an album or like a okay, new song. Okay, so is this like the San Diego version of In Philadelphia, the John? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Okay, Sedano so knows what I'm talking about with the, the Johns. John? No, what's the Johns? It's a J-A-W-N. J-A-W-N. And in Philadelphia, a John is apparently everything. Oh, really? Like, anything can be a John. You just refer to basically... Whatever noun can be a John. I got to be honest with you. I know a lot of Philly people. Never heard of the John. Well, that's a thing. That's a oh, real it's thing. It's a real thing? It's a real thing? Absolutely. It's yeah. John. Like John. John, yeah. J yeah, yeah, John. Okay. Didn't know that. See? See, again, not useless information. That's Incredibly true. Incredibly valuable information. Um, speaking of invaluable information, um, Draymond Green thinks mm -hmm. uh, that the Lakers are going to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think this series is going to be fun only because clearly the Grizzlies want all the smoke, right? Like, there's no question that that's the case. And Dylan Brooks already out here telling people, like, yeah, man, um, I wouldn't mind facing LeBron. And he said he wants to knock the Lakers out in the first round. So there's going to be a real – like, every time the, the Grizzlies play somebody, like, we know that them and the Warriors, there's some contentiousness there. I feel like there's going to be some similar stuff here with the Lakers. Is that fair to say? There already has been. Remember earlier? Well, right, because of the whole Shannon Sharp thing, right? Well, but. well, there's that, but remember also, too, but, I, I, earlier in the season, there was some talking going on in the court between the Grizzlies and the Lakers, and at one point, LeBron looked at all of them and was like, all right, knock it off. You guys have talked enough. Like oh, a, right, Desmond Bain and yeah. him went back. Right, yeah. Desmond Bain and him. So the, there is some degree of history I mean, it's not it's not at the level of the Warriors and the Grizzlies because those guys like this has become a well documented. They hate each other like genuine animosity. But right. there's been a little bit of stuff brewing between the Lakers and Grizzlies. But that's why Draymond Green says that the Lakers are going to beat the Grizzlies because he got a problem with Dylan Brooks going back a few weeks ago. All right, so Draymond is going to pick the Lakers. They're talking about the podcast. Yeah, there. That's right. So Draymond is going to is going <laughs> to knock Dylan. Um, and by the way, who was it a couple weeks ago that said no one is afraid of LeBron anymore? Who who was that? You guys remember Mario that? Mario Chalmers. Oh, Mario Chalmers. No, 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 Chalmers. no, no. That's not what he said. What he said? What he said was that that he said guys aren't afraid of him like they were afraid of Jordan. Is what he said. Okay, whatever. Um, it it, it kind of goes to the point that. A Dylan Brooks, who's a big talker. We all get it, you know, and, and I like that Dylan Brooks goes after the big-name guys. I mean, that's what Draymond Green said a few weeks ago, right? Like, if, if, if I were you, you know, and I grew up and I had a poster of me on your wall, yeah, I'd be talking about me too. I mean, you're going big whale hunting. If you're going to be a loudmouth, you might as well go after the biggest well, names in the sport. And Dylan Brooks, though, does a, a lot of this, I think, with Dylan Brooks is branding. Like, Dylan Brooks is very actively branding himself as the new NBA heel. Like, he leans into the villain Brooks thing, and I think that is part of the reason why he and Draymond go at it so much. It's like they both feel like there's only room in this town for one of us, 
and it ain't going to be you. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, an old school wrestling loser leaves yeah. town match. Yeah, or, or like, you know, Love like a loser leave towns match. An old, an old West gunfight in front of a saloon. Like, that's what's going on with these guys. Well, now let me tell you guys something. So, um, I was talking to Lindsay Basketball before the show today, and she's going off on me about how Dylan Brooks, who says that he wants to knock you know, the Lakers out in the first round, bring on LeBron, the whole thing. She's like, what's he doing? I mean, he's, he's, he's like poking the bear. You don't say this to LeBron. Yes, you do when he's 38 years old and you think you can take him down. This is when you say it. You don't say it when he's 28 and he's in his prime. You say it when he's bent over at the end of a game because he's freaking wiped out exhausted. This is when you say this about LeBron. What do you say, Lindsey Basketball? I mean, I just think he's stupid for saying it in general because, to Andy's point, I feel like he's like trying way too hard to be the villain, and I feel like people are just kind of like rolling their eyes at this point. He but, is trying too hard. Yeah, like, it's too much. Like, I just think it's too much. And then, like, him doing it to LeBron, LeBron's going to be like, okay, whatever. I mean, a lot of guys, I, look, I, 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 granted, LeBron is 38 years old, and he's not 28, uh, like you mentioned, Cappy, but I did see, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron's ear and trying to do all this nonsense. Lance Stevenson. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think LeBron actually cares about that stuff. I mean, Lance Stevenson was eventually his teammate in Los Angeles, if you may recall, but... So, I, I, yeah, I, I ultimately think that LeBron's been through too much of this stuff to let one person get under his skin. Um, so he's just going to let Dylan Brooks talk. As a matter of fact, when I watched the postgame yesterday, LeBron was very complimentary of the Memphis Grizzlies. And I saw this on Jovan Buha's uh, Instagram page where he, like, literally went line by line with all the guys and their strengths and whatnot and how good they are, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe it's the old Belichick move, Cappy, where he's kind of like, you know uh, – giving them all this praise, right, right, just to kind of, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, uh, kind of get them to clam up a little bit, right, because he's singing all their praises. But ultimately, I, I think LeBron doesn't get phased by any of this nonsense. Well, this is going to be, I think, one of these matchups where we all look at LeBron and AD and they're, in theory, healthy, and they've won a bunch of games down the stretch, and some of these wins have been lucky, I'll say, or fortunate, however you want to phrase it, and they're playing against a G League team, and they're just getting by, and last night they're playing against a team that doesn't have two of their biggest stars, and they're just getting by. But maybe the way to look at all of this, AK, is maybe the way to look at it is they're finding ways to scratch out wins. Look, man, you know? in, a, in a lot of Wait, ways. Wait, but you, now you're, you're saying that they're finding ways to scratch out wins, which is what I was saying earlier. Well, that's what I'm getting at is, is, is there's, now, two, there's were... two ways to look at it. There's the, gosh, they played terrible down the stretch, and gosh, they, they played against terrible teams and, and teams that were resting their guys. But maybe the way to, to be looking at it is they find ways to win. Well, right? in, a lo- in a lot of ways, I feel like last night is sort of a microcosm of everything the Lakers have been through to this point. Like, it's all been just one big uphill battle. Even when things are going well, it's just not going to be easy for this team. Oh, I, I agree. No, nothing's going to be easy because it hasn't been easy all season. So to expect it to be easy now, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, that would be silly. So Yeah, it's I, apropos that it went down like last night. For sure. That's a, that, you, microcosm of the season is the exact phrase to use. So, Cappy, you know, are, you, are, are, are they just – grinding it out or are you still down on them yeah i'm still down on them okay yeah still down but i can be back up i can be back up after sunday 
Okay. Sleeping in bed, naked at midnight, feeling good about the Lakers. There you go. You got that right, partner. And you don't even need the blue pill for that, is what you're (laughs) saying. You just need the Lakers win. Wow. Wow. All right. Excellent. All right, boys, I got to run because I got work to do. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, will you guys be tuning in at 630 here on the station when I'm calling the game? You know, George, listen, everybody in the circle of trust who is a supporter of all that we do at 710, if we have a chance to listen to you call play-by-play of an NBA play-in game on our home station, yeah, we're all going to tune in. We all want you to do well, so don't screw it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to screw it up. I'm not really worried about that part of the equation. So. All right. Uh, but, but thank you, Cappy. Uh, AK, thank you for putting up with Cappy, okay? It's my pleasure. All right. All right, boys. All, all right. right. We got. They got 90 minutes to go. I'm signing out from New Orleans. I'll You'll hear from me at 630 when the game is on. Cappy and AK in the house for the next 90.